0: Welcome to The Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420 and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075 are licensed loan originators with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC and MLS 7233. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC. Now in the studio, local mortgage experts Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey.
1: Welcome to the Money Hour, 11:50 a.m. KKNW, the Saturday, August 3rd show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell, and
2: I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey,
1: bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events in our local economy and how it will affect your money. We are your local mortgage experts. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to connect you with the guests that we have on the show or answer any of your questions, please call the show at 1-855-400-1150. Again, that's 1-855-400-1150 or online at themoneyhour.com. And our lineup for today's show, we have Dee Gupta of D. Coaching From Shame to Worthiness. Also in studio, we have Cheryl Thompson of Agvo, How to Convert More of Your Marketing Efforts. And our last guest in studio, Brooke Quist of Seed intellectual property law group strategic advertising and pitfalls in parenting Ignorance is not bliss great information and great guests in studio again for more information or to can- connect that we have with the guest for you can call in the show at 1855 41150 again that's 1855 41150 are on or online at the and we're going to start out today's show as we do each week with a little money chat
3: money money
1: So, Keelan, I'm always excited to hear what you've got from Money Chat to share with our listeners. What's on your uh, your agenda today?
2: Well, um, I had to talk about the talk of the town, more or less the country, uh, about the Fed uh-huh. drop in prime yeah. quarter point. And I don't know about you, but I've been getting a couple calls and a couple emails of people um, kind of confused on interest rates because uh-huh. they they dropped it by um, that from. to two and um, we have to clarify for people I think so the Fed cutting rates does not does not I repeat directly affect long-term fixed interest rates
1: that is correct
2: so um, when the Fed lowers the short-term discount rate to stimulate consumer spending on short-term credit it affects credit card rates some car loans lines of credit your bank accounts probably won't get as good of a return Um, But the short-term discount rate has little effect on long-term mortgage rates. And quite frankly, we often pad our pricing a bit because we know some of these things happen. And so if something dramatic happens in the economy, it's not like overnight they just drop a point. Like there's a little padding there. It's kind of less Mm -hmm. dramatic. They do go up and down on a daily basis, but nothing to fear Um, at this point. Really, we didn't see much of a blip in the radar whatsoever. Um, but f- rates are fantastic right now. There's no denying that. So yep. interest I mean... rates
1: are unbelievable. And you know, just to chime in there, uh, Keelan, the Fed's role is to manage inflation and to maintain a balanced market. So mm-hmm. depending on what happens, if there's consumer confidence, then investors are investing in the stock market and that's gonna uh, negatively affect the bond market. Mortgage mm-hmm. rates are tied to the Fannie Mae 30-year bond, which is like you said, is a long-term. The Feds and prime is based on short-term financing. So if the bond market goes down, rates go up. Now, if the Fed's lowering prime, that's if that happens and it does too much. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't do enough and there is lack of consumer confidence, so they're not at that balance, which is what they're trying to maintain, then investors are pulling out of the stock market. They're getting a little concerned. They're going into the security of the bond market. Bonds go up, including the Fannie Mae 30-year bond. Mortgage rates go down. So no tie to the Fed but will have an impact depending on what the Fed's, feds plan does to the economy.
2: The economic so data.
1: The economic data, exactly. Yep. Well, great information there, uh, Keelan. And you know, I've always uh, the last few weeks I, I meant to bring in the uh, investor fix and hold product, but in Keelan, I never know what he's gonna share in studio. And sometimes it inspires me to kind of do a little bit longer spin on what he brought in. Um, oh, I do want to do a shout out for mortgage professionals because that's the industry that Keelan and I are in. Um, and if you didn't know, those regular listeners, you know, I actually have a coaching program that I do for business professionals my one-time your business eight-week burn it's virtual live you can attend anywhere um, so if you'd like to spend a powerful eight weeks with me including uh, mortgage professionals but in the spirit of one timing it's around time management business efficiency and lead generation at the highest level possible this is in spirit of one timing your business you need to get on video right now and you need to be sending out to your clients your referral partners and everybody and what happened is happening with the Fed because the last thing that you want is you want all these calls coming in what's asking asking what's happened just one-time it. be that educator be that expert that you are um, and share what's happening and the knowledge that you have all right back to my money chat which is investor fix and hold this is a really great product for all of my real estate our real estate agents out there that are listening that work with investors um, that are buying properties that are in distress it's kind of a drag to have to go in with a rehab loan a rehab would be uh, your 203k rehab through FHA which is not in for investors uh, your conventional rehabs which are not for investors and if you go in with a rehab loan it's not not as appealing to the seller because it's a rehab loan. Whereas what we have is we have a fix and hold and the product it avoid you to have to go through a rehab, which is going to make it a stronger loan. It's purchase plus improvement repair on short term financing. Investment use only. So these are for our investors. Uh, First time buyers are not eligible. So you, have to, you don't have to be um, an investor have a, a history of investment properties, but you have to have at least owned a property before. Now, interest rates, this is short-term financing, 7% interest only on a three-month balloon rate subject to change, but you have 30-day extensions available uh, if you don't get the rehab done in time. But of course, again, you're going to close. You're going to get that taken care of for the seller and then do the rehab. Once the improvement for the, is done, then you are going to refinance you into a standard loan. Now, there is a minimum credit score requirement. It is 720. There's a debt-to-income ratio. It's 45%. Eligible loan types is for conventional financing. Maximum loan amount is conventional conforming and high balance loan limits. So if you're in King, Snohomish, or Pierce County purchasing property in those counties, $726,525, a lot of money for those investors okay. out there. Um, all other counties are 484350 three fifty as the high balance does not come into play. Loan-to-value, it is a 75% loan-to-value. But here's the really great thing. It actually could be a zero-down loan because it's as completed appraised value estimated value after the completion of the reservation rehab that's what I was trying to say (laughs) so depending on where that after rehab value is going to be you could ultimately get to that 75% with a zero down so that is so awesome Now, there is a contractor registration. All contractors must be accepted by gateway prior to final approval. Contractors must be licensed, obviously, as required by local, state, and building authorities. And repairs may not be completed by a relative or interested party. So for those investors that want to do the work themselves, this is not going to be the great product for you. But I want you to stay tuned because we are going to talk about a fixed and flip. So you don't want to miss our money chat. Coming up next in the money hour from shame to worthiness D Gupta of D Coaching right here at 11:50 a.m. KKNW, after the short break.
3: Whatever your business is, your online reputation is what drives your potential customers to buy from you instead of your competitors. It is no secret that people more frequently utilize businesses that are recommended by other consumers and that have high ratings in comparison to their competitors. The more stars your average rating has, the better you are in the eyes of a consumer. Your positive reviews impact sales, search results, and visibility on the map. So, how can you do that? Welcome to Ogvo. We're here to take care of all your online reputation management. With Ogvo, you can finally get those positive reviews that speak louder than any marketing campaign and drive more traffic to your business. Visit Ogvo today and get started with your free reputation analysis.
4: Hi, I'm Cheryl Thompson with Ogvo. You can reach me at 206-462-4821 or email me at cheryl at Ogvo.com.
0: You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host Keelan Harvey on Alternative Talk AM 1150 now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey.
1: Welcome back to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW at the Saturday, August 3rd shows. I am your host, Tina Mitchell.
2: And I am your co-host, Keelan Harvey.
1: you a local mortgage experts. It's a great day to talk about money, and that's what the show is all about, how to make money, how to save money so that you can have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you're listening to our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to connect you with our guest or answer any questions that you may have, you can call the show at one 400 1150 Again, that's 1-855-400-1150 or online at themoneyhour.com. In studio right now, a regular contributor of our show, Dee Gupta of D Coaching from Shame to Worthiness is our topic today. Dee, thank you so much for joining us in studio once again.
5: Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure.
1: And a little bit about Dee. Dee is a part-time coach and a full-time rental property business owner who has done extensive study on emotional growth. Her perspective is that you are where you are choosing to be in your life. Your financial status, the quality of life that you live, and your relationships with friends, family, and your significant other. Everything is either where you want it to be or where your belief level is of where you can be the stage of personal growth you are at in each area of your life determines on where you are in that area and you cannot make more money than you believe that you can make you cannot have a better relationship than you believe yourself capable of having and your belief is your own worthiness in each area of your life sets the tone of where you are and that's why I always love having a conversation with Dee and seeing what topic she's going to bring in each time that she comes in
2: yeah it's so cool you change it you're so well-rounded as a coach you get to change it up every time we get a new perspective so I'm excited for this week it's uh, or this show specifically from shame to worthiness so let's start out with the with the shame piece what is shame all about
5: so I'm gonna use a definition um, that Brene Brown a leading expert on shame has come up with she says shame is the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of acceptance and belonging so basically if we feel that there is something that is not perfect in us or there's something that is not good about us Mm -hmm. then we are unworthy and therefore we are unlovable And that is the, yeah, that is the definition
1: of shame. Yeah, pretty devastating place to be um, as well, Dee. So let's talk about how shame can really affect you. Um, I believe,
5: this is my personal belief, that almost, well, if not all conflict in the world arises from the fact that we feel unworthy and unlovable, and that mm. comes from shame. Yeah. So it can be as simple as somebody getting really upset because somebody came in late, and the reason, the how, how that shows up is you didn't respect my time, you didn't respect me, and that is not uh, necessarily when somebody gets really upset. It's not a momentary thing. It is that. You do not consider me worthy Mm -hmm. and therefore I am unworthy and therefore I am unlovable. And that's why there is a big reaction to something as small as that. And then, of course, um, somebody like Hitler who would go out and um, prove try to prove his worth to everyone else, that comes from shame and unworthiness that he has to, or somebody has to prove their worthiness by doing something huge.
1: And, you know, that's such a great point, Dee, because you really have to come from the best place that you can. Otherwise, you get into that back and forth that gets into a bigger and deeper issue, all stemming and starting with shame. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Well, we all uh, have negative thoughts and feelings. How do we identify? How do you know you're feeling shame specifically?
5: Okay, so um, shame is something that we all feel and it is not this big thing that, oh, I'm ashamed that I did something in my life kind of thing. It is something that we feel very often moment to moment and we have become so competent at running away from it and hiding it that we don't recognize it many times. Mm. So anytime that you feel that you had a thought or a feeling that it's like, I don't know how I could think that. Oh, my God, I thought that. I wished somebody ill. Like, and then you take that feeling and you drop it like a hot rock and you run away from it. And you're like, yeah. I'm never thinking that again because I'm not that awful person. Like, no yeah. way. And we do that so many times without even realizing that we're doing that. That's what shame is, where we are taking something in us and we're not accepting that there is something that maybe we're thinking ill of somebody or maybe we don't want somebody to have that promotion because mm-hmm. we we feel that if they get it, then we won't. We're we maybe we're comparing or maybe we're um, just feeling like I should have been at this point and I'm not at that point. Yeah. So um, it it comes in in many, many different forms. See, isn't
2: that like about perspective too? Like the truth is of as you course. believe it and perceive right. it to be, but mm-hmm. not how it really is. Right, absolutely. Right. Yeah. So it's about the perspective that you have that makes you feel that shame, right?
5: Right, and the pers- you feel that perspective because you're ashamed. Yeah.
1: And also you have to be careful on where your perspective comes from because majority of people out there are going to build a perspective that's not going to serve you at the highest level and it's not intentional. It's just because of the space that majority of people are in. So you have to be really careful to be able to block off things that are creating a perspective for you that really isn't your reality. And you know, so there's, um, there's so much to this uh, conversation. Dee, I love it. So why does shame not make intellectual sense for most?
5: Um, so I okay. So I'm an agnostic and that means that I don't know what the truth is. I don't know if there is a Jesus or a Buddha or an Allah or 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 the universe or a soul. Like I'm I've usually been a very sciencey person. Uh-huh. Um five years ago I went to this ten day meditation, silent meditation retreat called mm. Vipassana. Now there at the end of the ten days me, as I, as well as every single other person in the room, could access parts of themselves that we didn't know we existed. We didn't know yeah. were was possible. And we did nothing at that time. We were not supposed to make eye contact, talk, exercise, write, nothing. We were just sitting there and meditating day after day um, for ten days, closing our eyes we could access, we were not proving, doing things to prove anything to anyone, but we could access parts of ourselves that science could not explain. Mm -hmm. So that's what I call a soul. And it's it's pretty simple. You can intellectually, at least, you know that if you just have those 10 days and there are many other ways, this is just one of those tools. But you know that if you have those 10 days, you can go there and you know that you are worthy and you know that you are beautiful and yeah. joyous and you don't need anything outside of
2: you. Mm. You just you just are so beautiful. What was that 10 day? camp vipassana <laughs> oh it's, check near, out. Uh-huh.
5: it's near olympia
2: nice all right and it's so, close yeah. so d what is the answer to what is the antidote for when you feel shameful or just shame in itself you know especially considering you went through that journey what what did you find out about yourself and how do you feel like people can stop that feeling of shame
5: um it's uh, pretty simple actually anytime you feel that thought or a feeling coming on instead of running away from it and burying it and thinking no i'm not that person you look at it and you look at that feeling or a thought with compassion and kindness and Mm -hmm. curiosity and you ask yourself emotion what are you trying to teach me because there is a lesson there There have been moments in every one of your lives where you have been unstoppable and you can go and you're Mm -hmm. not comparing and you're not feeling any shame and you're feeling great and nothing anybody else does matters at all. Right now, at the moment that you're feeling shame, you do not feel that. So look at that and say, ask yourself, why am I not feeling that? Why am I feeling unworthy? And why am I having these thoughts that I do not consider good or I should not have. And just look at that with compassion and kindness and accept it. Yeah. Accept that I am feeling these thoughts right now. That does not make me a bad person. It's scary mm-hmm. to accept it because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, if I'm feeling this, I'm a bad person. No, Yeah. I am just having these thoughts and emotions right now. And separate yourself from them, mm-hmm. observe it and be comfortable with it and that,
1: and talk about it. Yeah. I didn't attend a 10 day meditation retreat. That sounds awesome. But I did do a weekend meditation retreat and it wasn't about silence. It was about practicing all of the different types of meditation. And when I first got to the very first class uh, at the end of the meditation, which was two hours to get us started uh, off, I went up to the instructor and I said, Oh, I'm so frustrated. I can't get this. My mind will not shut down. And she had said, it's your mind will not shut down. You're always having thoughts. But what you want to do is you want to, to welcome and appreciate. The fact that that thought is there, and then welcome it right back out. And she says, "What's the thought that you're having?" And I said, "My back just hurts. I can't, you know." And that's the thought. And she says, "Welcome it and don't focus on it and welcome it out." So it worked magically mm-hmm. the next day that I came in. But I was driving home and all of a sudden I started to get a back pain. I've had tons of car accidents in my younger years and didn't get the right treatment. So I've had headaches and backaches and neckaches. And every time that happens, I put all of my focus on that area. If I've got a headache, my hand goes here and a backache it goes here and so i tried that after i'd had this conversation with my meditation instructor and i welcomed the fact that it was there and i welcomed it and asked it to leave mm-hmm. and i put my focus on somewhere else and i swear to gosh no exaggeration i have never had a massive headache i've never had a back pain that has not gone away very quickly or a neck pain and it, all it took was not to focus because that focus just brings more of it. Right, Dee? Absolutely. Beautiful. Yeah. So the feeling um, or the focus, what is something specific that you might be able to give somebody an example of what they could focus on to release that feeling of shame?
5: Uh, You could tell yourself, no matter how much you screw up in your life, no matter how much of a mess you've made of your life, no matter how many times you're doing it over and over again, making a mess, it doesn't matter, you have that beautiful core. You ha- you are worthy and you are mm-hmm. beautiful. And it doesn't take a lot for you to be able to access that. Yeah, You just need to find the right tools. Vipassana is definitely one of them. And that's it. You know that you are.
2: Yeah. Dee, how do you see the benefits of less shame in people's life? How can that help you to have less shame? Obviously, it's negative. That's a given. But what's your take on somebody who feels less shame in their life?
5: Um, feeling less shame is going to help us have better love for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And when we have love and compassion and kindness for ourselves, we are automatically going to feel the same way for other people around us. Yeah. So we are likely going to be less triggered and therefore we're going to be calmer and more grounded and more centered when we're dealing with other people and we're going to understand their shame when they get triggered because we have gone through the same process ourselves, Mm -hmm. as well as if we are sharing the shame with someone else and we're talking about um, our shame to somebody else, then they are going to treat us with more kindness and compassion as well, and it is going to build that connection much, much deeper than you have already. So you're going to, your relationships are just going to
1: become much better. Yeah. So Dee, as we wrap up our time here today with you, any final thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners?
5: I'm going to say this. Know this. You are as worthy as Nelson Mandela is. Mm-hmm. Know this. A homeless addict sleeping on the side of the street is as worthy yeah. as you are.
1: Mm-hmm. So true. And well, well said. Dee, thank you so much for coming back into the studio. It's always a pleasure to have you. I wish our guests could see the bright, bright smile on your face and the beautiful person that you are inside as well. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much. And if you want to connect with Dee, you can call the show at one 855 400 or go online at themoneyhour.com. Coming up next on The Money Hour, how to convert more of your marketing efforts. We have Cheryl Thompson of Ogvo right here at on 1150 AM KKNW after this short break.
3: Whatever your business is, your online reputation is what drives your potential customers to buy from you instead of your competitors. It is no secret that people more frequently utilize businesses that are recommended by other consumers and that have high ratings in comparison to their competitors. The more stars your average rating has, the better you are in the eyes of a consumer. Your positive reviews impact sales, search results, and visibility on the map. So how can you do that? Welcome to Ogvo. We're here to take care of all your online reputation management with Ogvo you can finally get those positive reviews that speak louder than any marketing campaign and drive more traffic to your business. Visit Ogvo today and get started with your free reputation analysis.
4: Hi, I'm Cheryl Thompson with Ogvo. You can reach me at 206-462-4821 or email me at Cheryl at Ogvo.com. Are you a homeowner in a condo community? Do you want to see the value of your home increased year over year? Do you wish your HOA had more money in reserves? Do you wish your property manager would respond to a simple email and phone call? Jebediah and his team at On Point Real Estate have assisted over 200 condo owners increase their property values with their high level of customer service and attention to detail. On Point manages over 20 acres of real estate in King County. Jebediah and the On Point Real Estate team is an award-winning real estate firm receiving the King County Small Business of the Year Award, Emerging Leader Awards, and the City of Seattle Human Rights Business Leader Award.
2: Hi, I'm Jebediah Gardner, owner of On Point Real Estate. You can call me at
3: 206-623-1844 or email me at jsg at onpoint-properties.com.
0: You're listening to The Money Hour with your host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey.
1: Welcome back to The Money Yarn, 1150 AM, KKNW, the Saturday, August 3rd show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell.
2: And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey.
1: Your local mortgage experts. We are here to help you build a strong financial blueprint. One week and one show at a time. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We're here to connect you with the guests that we have on the show or answer any questions that you may have. Please call the show at 1-855-400-1150. Again, that's 1-855-400-1150 or online at themoneyhour.com. In studio right now, we have Cheryl Thompson of how to convert more of your marketing expert. Cheryl, first time in studio. Thank you so much for being here today.
4: Yes, thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: Of course. And a little bit about Cheryl. She was born and raised in Washington and has an extensive experience in the mortgage and real estate industry. At the age of 20, Cheryl got her first job working as a lender rep and was one of the top sales agents in her office. Cheryl rode out the 2008 financial crisis and succeeded as an independent loan officer while most decided to move on to other industries. After realizing, realizing her strengths, Cheryl then decided to change careers and focus more on the marketing side to help others that were struggling with their digital footprint. Cheryl has marketed for big name companies like Zillow, Market Leader, Sinclair Broadcasting, all of which focusing on helping others establish digital, digital footprints. Today, Cheryl is working for a company called Agvo.com, which she loves due to her client success.
2: Cheryl, so what the heck is Ogvo and what does it do?
4: Yeah, awesome question. So Ogvo is an online reputation management company. So we focus on your online digital footprint, um, helping you build your reputation by four and five star reviews, recent reviews and consistent reviews.
1: So I just recently signed up for um, working with you, which is so exciting. Thank you so much for getting me hooked up So I know how you help real estate agents and mortgage industry, but let's talk about that How do you help and obviously if I signed up? It's got to be a really great thing. I mean, I'm your host of the show, right? Right (laughs) Um, So how do you help the industry and benefit working through your company?
4: Yeah, so I think a lot of uh, agents or loan originators what they don't understand is when you google yourself you see yourself there Mm -hmm. nowadays the way consumers are 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 reaching out to real estate agents and uh, loan officers they're doing their homework they're doing their research first and they're going with the people that have the most four and five-star reviews recent reviews and consistent reviews so we have a way to streamline that and help you build that
2: that's interesting I have a couple agents that are like where do I give you reviews and I'm like yeah a good question I mean we have reviews mm-hmm. but to streamline that I think I need to hire you too that's, yeah I guess that's what I'm saying um, how long have you been in the industry
4: so I've been in this industry for about 20 years um, again I was a lender rep loved it um, when the economy crashed the market crashed it was it was very devastating um, moved on to be a loan originator and then did some marketing for uh, some news channels moved on to working with Zillow doing lead generation with them and then market leaders. So it's been it's been an extensive time working with real estate agents and loan officers. Yeah.
1: So let's talk about uh Cheryl, your competitive edge because I know there's other companies out there that do what you do, but what your company does is really unique. And so let's talk about some of those differences.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So uh we do have Uh, quite a bit of competition out Mm -hmm. there. The way I think we really differentiate ourselves is we don't carry your reviews on our platform. Mm -hmm. We streamline those right through. So if you have a Zillow, if you have a Google, if you have a Realtor, we have a source that we streamline that through rather than having to go through all of those individual pages and then what tends to happen is you're spreading yourself out there too Mm -hmm. much instead of narrowing that down to two to three sources Um, and so we go out we create a funnel page for the agent or the Mm -hmm. loan officer uh, and send that out to your past your current clients your sphere of influence um, asking for those reviews Uh, and we do that three times Mm -hmm. it's super nice because of course out of sight out of mind of course so it's a great way the first goes out day one we send it out again on day three and then again on day seven
1: yeah, I I love that, and something else that is uh, unique with your company as well. Um, and I learned this through the process that um, if you're not continuing to move through the uh, the monthly subscription of it, the reviews are yours. So whereas a lot of your competitors, if you stop that service, they're going to keep those reviews and pull them down. And so that's a you know a, a huge benefit. I also want to do a shout out on reviews. Just a little tip on it: the best time to get reviews is whenever something is coming to an end, a good end, or whenever you've done something really well to pull something out of it, a challenge, never miss that opportunity and asking for that uh, review. So somebody's having somebody on your behalf to do that is amazing.
2: Well, what a shame of how many success stories we have. And for that to just go missing, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, you've done something amazing for somebody and you're so proud of it. And then mm-hmm. just, you know, we're kind of, thankless in what we do I am I know you probably are too well I
1: will do have I've done reviews for many 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 years but what I've done is I've done it on a page to make it easy for them so that they don't have to sign up through Zillow and these other things learning through the process and really uh, consulting with you because you're the expertise or the expert in this space is that really is preventing from me having all of those reviews out there when someone looks because you have to shift down to be able to see them because what, what is coming up on the SOA SEO engine is the Zillow. And so my strategy just wasn't on and one more good example that you have to hire an expert to do anything that you're doing in your business because you're not an expert at everything. So
2: That makes a lot of sense. What tell us about some success stories, Cheryl. What have you what are you seeing with Ogvo and how is it working for people? Give us some some uh, success
4: yeah um, so I have an agent just out of Lee Center New York um, she's been an agent for a short period of time um, about a year or so she reached out to, we reached out to her about three months into the industry and she thought well I've never sold a home I have never listed a home how is this gonna work for me mm-hmm. we're not just focused on your past or your current clients we're focused on your sphere of influence mm-hmm. you people want to work with somebody that can breed great things about them, that they feel mm-hmm. good about working with that person, not just being a number to somebody. Um, and so within three months of working with us, she had two closings, and these aren't from past clients, these are from people that she knew. Yeah. So it's just really important um, to people that people understand who you are as an individual, rather than just going to a Zillow. And, and people, a lot of agents or loan officers will get in that mindset, well, I'm seen there. Well, guess what millennials aren't going there nobody wants to give their personal information anymore mm-hmm. they're going in and doing their homework so you might think you're seen there but you're missing the rest of the pie over yeah. here
1: yeah first impression is now your online presence i mean there is no Question about that, so you may miss an opportunity to get that first impression and not get that business. Um, you know, just think about it. If you're in the car with a with some girlfriends and you're thinking about, start, you know, randomly just going out for dinner, and somebody's like, "Well, what do you want to have?" Well, maybe Mexican. Everybody looks on their phone for the Yelp reviews for Mexican food, and it doesn't matter if you've got to drive an extra 15 minutes to get to that one that has a five star versus a four star. And surely, if there's no stars at are, you're not going there. Right. They could be right, <laughs> right next door to where you're at. So critically important. Uh, so Cheryl, let's talk about what else. Um, that Agvo offers?
4: Yeah, so we uh, will go and build profiles. Some people don't have maybe a Realtor or Zillow or Mm -hmm. a Google. Um, Another great one is a Rate My Agent. You know, consumers that are going into a Rate My Agent, well, guess what? They're going in and and reading reviews. That's what they're looking Mm -hmm. for. Those are people that are very serious in the marketplace of finding an agent so we go in and build these profiles and optimize them for you and when I'm saying optimize I'm meaning keywords so you're showing up in different categories rather than real estate agent loan officer Um, so we go in and optimize those so that way you're found and you're more searchable
2: let's talk about that a little bit more Cheryl what what do you mean by optimization what does that mean to you and how do you do that
4: yeah, so great question. We go in, for instance, for real estate agents. You have a real estate agent. So if somebody's doing a Google search, a uh, real estate agent Bellevue, um, but they also focus on lakefront properties. They focus on high-rise beachfront properties. Those are all keywords, and that's optimization that you need in your profiles. Mm-hmm. So we go in and do that for you. Nice.
1: So let's, uh, Cheryl, talk about uh, biggest obstacle, because no matter what service or product that you are offering to consumer or, in this example, to a business professional, there's an obstacle. What is the biggest obstacle that you are allowing them to eliminate in collecting reviews? So somebody that's not hiring you, what's the biggest obstacle that they have, and why don't they have any reviews?
4: Well, so what happens is when you're, you're handing the key to the castle, mm-hmm. you're out of sight, out of mind. They're your best friend through the process, but now there's a whole different thing that they're worrying about. I got to move. Great. My loan closed. I got to pay this or mm-hmm. whatever that case may be. You become out of sight, out of mind, um, and then you feel like you're bothering them when you're mm-hmm. asking for that. Uh, we have in place a nice reminder way to send that out to get those reviews.
2: Well, Cheryl, you're clearly passionate about what you do and anybody mm-hmm. that I know that's passionate about what they do, they have a why behind it. So I'm curious, what is your why? Why are you so passionate about marketing and and helping people optimize their SEO platforms and so on and so forth?
4: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, like I said, I've been in this industry in different avenues in my life for the past 20 years. Um, and I'm a firm believer that all of us work very, very hard at what we do. Um, and I think a lot of people are just missing that boat or they just don't understand how to do it. But I'm, I'm, I love this industry. I love the real estate, the mortgage industry, and so I have a great deal of passion for that. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, so you're really getting out there and making a difference in mortgage professional and real estate um, agent's life because you're helping them to get a presence online and making it easier. Because you may not think about this um, because you're not recognizing it it's just something that's happening behind the scenes. When that customer is calling you and you may not feel that you're getting that connection that you would like, we can feel that, but knowing the reason that's happening, why behind it? Whereas if you can convert and have a better conversation up front, because that first impression what in the heck just fell back there?
2: <laughs> you almost got your head lofted off by a oh Beatles my poster. Well, this is
1: what happens on the Money Hour. We've got stuff that has fallen all over the place. <laughs> that was fun, right, Cheryl? Right. That was great. Uh, anyway, okay, back to business here with Cheryl, but literally <laughs> I almost got killed here. If, if we were uh, on video for any. Anybody that's listening, <laughs> you could see that. So, um, so Cheryl, that's a you know something that I think people don't even realize what's happening. Um, so, do you what kind of um, comments and thank yous? Are you receiving back from your clients? Because I imagine that they're seeing some type of shift in that process when those clients are initially calling uh, to work with them.
4: I think what's happening is by doing this, by building your online reputation and that Mm -hmm. digital footprint, it becomes rather than just buying a lead or doing a mailer or, uh, you know, coming across the card. Now what's happening is that disconnect from before is all finally coming together. Um, And a lot of agents our loan officers are so grateful because they just didn't know how
5: mm-hmm. and
4: how is this possible or they just don't know the t- have the time um, and so that's what's great about what we do we we do it for you you get an account manager yeah. you have a team of people that are working for you
1: yeah yeah please remember if you're listening to the show no reviews are as bad as bad reviews Absolutely. so you have to get reviews
2: well, Cheryl, it looks like we're wrapping up. Um, but before we do that, we definitely, obviously, are adding a ton of value to people. So, how can people get a hold of you? And um, for, and is there any promotional deals maybe for our listeners? Oh, <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um, you can reach me. My my phone number is 206-462-4821. Or you can email me at Cheryl at Ogvo. Dot com And any of the listeners that are listening, we do uh, typically have a $250 setup fee. I'm willing to waive that for anybody that reaches out to me on behalf of the show. Sweet. Wonderful,
1: Cheryl. Yeah. Thank you so much. And then you can, of course, always call the show at one 855 411 or go online to themoneyhour.com and we'll definitely connect you with Cheryl. Cheryl, thank you so much for coming in and joining us. We really appreciate it and look forward to having you back.
4: Great. Thank you guys so much. Yeah.
1: Coming up next in the Money Hour, we have Quist of Seed Intellectual Property Law Group, Strategic Advantages and Pitfalls in Patents. Ignorance is not bliss. Right here at 1150 AM KKNW after this short break.
6: Would you like to make a real difference for local individuals and families that are struggling with poverty, homelessness, abuse, and violence? Assistance League of the East Side is an all-volunteer, nonprofit organization that works to improve the lives of our neighbors every day. With your generosity, we can help individuals and families right here in our community through our philanthropic programs, including Operation School Belt, This year, Operation School Bell has provided 3,500 local children in need the opportunity to shop for new clothes, shoes, and coats. This helps them focus on learning and they go to school with more confidence. To learn more about how you can become a volunteer with our
3: organization or make a tax-deductible donation, visit aleastside.org. Whatever your business is, your online reputation is what drives your potential customers to buy from you instead of your competitors. It is no secret that people more frequently utilize businesses that are recommended by other consumers and that have high ratings in comparison to their competitors. The more stars your average rating has, the better you are in the eyes of a consumer. Your positive reviews impact sales, search results and visibility on the map. So how can you do that? Welcome to Ogvo. We're here to take care of all your online reputation management. With OGVO, you can finally get those positive reviews that speak louder than any marketing campaign and drive more traffic to your business. Visit Ogvo today and get started with your free reputation analysis.
4: Hi, I'm Cheryl Thompson with Ogvo. You can reach me at 206 462 4821 or email me at CherylOgvo.com. At
0: You're listening to the Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey.
1: Welcome back to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, August 3rd show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell.
2: And your co-host, Keelan Harvey.
1: Your local mortgage experts. We are here to help you build a strong financial blueprint one week and one show at a time. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to connect you with the guest. Uh, please call the show at 1-855-400-1150 or online at themoneyhour.com. Again, that's 1-855-400-1150 or online at themoneyhour.com. In studio right now, first time for our guest, we have Brooke Quist of Seed Intellectual Property Law Group, Strategic Advantages and Pitfalls in Patents. Ignorance is not bliss. Brooke, thank you so much for joining us today. So excited to have a conversation with you.
6: Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: And a little bit about Brooke. Brooke is a partner at Seed Intellectual Property Law Firm, LLP, with over 22 years of experience in intellectual property law. Prior to joining joining Seed IP, Brooke was a partner at Uh, Steptoe and Johnson LLP, before practicing law, Mr. Quist was a senior research and design engineer in the aircraft division of Northwest Corporation. Burke specializes in domestic and foreign intellectual property, including strategic portfolio development, patent preparation and prosecution. Freedom to operate opinions, patent invalidity and non-infringent opinions, due diligent investigations, client counseling, licensing, and technology transfer agreements. Brooke lectures on U.S. patent practices at the University of Washington's renowned center for advanced study and research on innovation. And I know, Brooke, that you actually just earlier this week, you did a um, a really big uh, speaking engagement. How'd that go?
6: It went, went well, I've been speaking yeah. quite a bit recently. I spoke at the, the WISPLA event, which is a Washington State Intellectual Property Association, uh-huh. and then also Uh, Yesterday was at the Washington State Bar Association for our 24th annual IP Institute. We had lots of great speakers there, including the director of the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office came wow. and gave a great speech as well. That is awesome. Yeah. I know
1: you had a lot of educating around uh, patent, and that's why we have you here in studio. So so excited to have you.
2: Super. Happy to be here. <laughs> Brooke, how, that's really cool. Um, I'm a big fan of Shark Tank, and that's my exposure to patents where they talk about that all the time. Do you have a patent? Yeah. Is a utility patent? Patent, patent, patent? And I was like, wow, that's kind of important if you think about it. Um, why should you, uh, for our listeners out there, care about your patent? Yeah, it's interesting you bring up Shark Tank because that, that's <laughs> most people's exposure to patent law. <laughs> yeah, right.
6: And uh, and so it's a, it's a good takeoff from there is, you know, why do they always ask, do you have any patents? And the reason is they want to know, do you have a competitive advantage in the marketplace? Mm-hmm. Is there anything that's going to be a barrier to your uh, potential competitors coming in and trying to do the same thing you're doing? Because there's always going to be someone who's uh, bigger or, you know, can do things cheaper because, you know, of where they're located or so forth. And so if you have some way to protect what you're doing, that's going to give you an advantage and it's going to make uh, someone like those in Shark Tank who are investors know that it's a good investment. Uh, When I was speaking yesterday at the Washington State Bar Association, I was uh, moderating one panel and we had an investment banker there and they said that uh, of every single company that they currently had on on their portfolio, They all had an IP strategy. They all either had their own patents or were licensing patents or had some way that they were protecting what they're doing. Now, that's not always going to be true. These guys were particularly focused, but it just really shows that that that's going to give you an advantage, and that's not the only way it can be done. You can also, uh, some companies, will will license. they're not actually doing what the patents do, but they're licensing their patents out to others, Mm -hmm. Uh, and that can be a way that someone small can compete in a big space. I had uh, one client... Who was uh who was you know a stay-at-home mom and she uh, had a, an invention that was a, a pet-related d- device and mm-hmm. she was never going to be able to compete with all the the you know the big dogs in that market no pun mm-hmm. intended yeah um, <laughs> but uh, but we were able to get a license agreement with her for one of the big companies and then she could have that money kind of roll on in from that from that investment and also that's a way that someone small can uh, can keep from being protected against someone big is if you license to one of the big guys, then they can fight off the other
2: big guy instead of you having to do that.
1: Yeah, and we hear about that on uh, Shark Tank too, yeah, the licensing.
2: Kevin O'Leary, what, what's going to stop me from taking your idea and squashing you like a bug? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Because> he's got <laughs> endless, Dad he's, got, he's Daddy Warbucks, he's yeah. got endless, yeah. endless pockets, so. Yeah, uh, those are valid questions. <laughs> yeah.
1: You want to
6: you make
2: sure you ask those. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, Brooke, what are some other real benefits of having uh, patents? So uh, one thing
6: that uh, they sometimes don't get into it in as much detail in Shark Tank, but if uh, if you were following up on their after conversations, you probably would, was not just do you have patents, but are your patents really on what your technology is or, or whatever it is that you're selling? What's your mm-hmm. business model? Where are you making your money? And is that where your patents are located? Are they Are they really strategic right on your business development strategy? Because lots of people will... File patents with the best of intentions, and then you know the, the direction of the company tilts a little bit. They go in a different direction, and they they wind up with a bunch of patents that uh, that really aren't that valuable because mm-hmm. they're not on what they're really doing. So, for example, I had one client that uh, recently went through an acquisition from a multi-billion-dollar company, and as we were going through the due diligence, you know, one of the things that the company who was acquiring them wanted to know was, you know, can match up your patents with your product, mm-hmm. show me. Where, uh, where are the patents and where these claims match up with what you're actually doing, with what you're selling, with how it, and if you have that, that's great. That's powerful. If you don't have that, then it's nice, and you know it, it can those patents can give, you know, some uh, some good feelings, some good some confidence to your uh, to your uh, your engineers or other technical people, and that might be great, but it's not near as powerful as if they're really protecting your product. Another thing to look at. Sorry to keep no, going go here, ahead. but another thing to look at is, are you really at a choke point in the marketplace? Mm. Are you, with the what you're protecting with your patent, is that the only way to do something? Because if it is, that's going to be a lot more powerful. If you are doing something and you get a patent on it, let's say a way to encrypt a file, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's 20 different ways to do that, maybe even more. So just because you've protected your way that you're doing it, your competitors can do something that's equivalent, that's different than what you're doing, but achieves the same effect. So that patent isn't gonna be near as powerful. But if you've got the only way that something can be done, that's something that's really gonna give you a big advantage.
1: So, Brooke, would you say kind of like an estate plan and your financial plan and your taxes, I mean, you're looking at these things on an annual basis. Is that important when you have a patent as well that you're having it reviewed by your attorney to make sure that any changes that are happening that you're kind of, you know, looking at that, or is that not necessary?
6: Uh, yeah, so it's a little bit different than that. But okay. l- let's, let's start out and explain that the patent prosecution, the, the process during which you get the patent is a several-year period. So the patent office likes to, likes to say on average it's three years. Uh-huh. So let's just go with that for sake of argument. Uh, and it may be, uh, I think they like to estimate 14 months before you get your first official review of that patent. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then usually that, that, that first official review, they tell you that you can't have the patent for one or more reasons. And, mm-hmm. and actually that you kind of want to get that. If you get a first action allowance, it's kind of like if you get a new job and you ask for a salary and they go yes right away you're like oh yeah. i didn't ask for enough did i yes <laughs> <laughs> so so usually not always but usually you you're trying to ask for enough that the first thing you get is a refusal and then you go back and and you explain to them why you're different than what's out there and why you should get that patent and and then you go through that back and forth process Got so it. during that during that you know year or two or three you should be in contact you your patent attorney and and the client the company or the engineers or whoever is taking uh, charge of that reign should be in contact and and letting your patent attorney know how your product has developed in that period of time. Okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So that when you're, when you have those opportunities to amend your claim section, as you go through the patent prosecution process, that you can keep it on focus. Or, or, you know, you might find that, you know, if, uh, you know, unfortunately that product didn't make it, you know, the company went another, another direction. And then, so you may not want to pursue that. Um, or you may want to get the patent and see if there's an opportunity to license it or sell it to someone else. But by keeping abreast of what's happening during that course, you can make sure that you keep it on focus. Yeah. Um, a- another thing to account for is maybe um, maybe your product that you're making in-house is different or, or stopped, but your competitor is doing something. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that you try and get something that's going to cover your competitors uh, assuming that you've got support for that in your patent, so
2: that you've got an advantage in the marketplace. That's, you know, that's really interesting. I noticed on Shark Tank, you have somebody that comes in with a product, and then they'll mention their patent, and then all of a sudden the sharks light up, like, oh, wait a second, because it's all about how your patent is written and designed, and some of these business owners that are pitching it have no idea on how valuable just their patent is, their product is worthless, but this patent and the way it's verbalized, um, is priceless. So they get all excited about that and show a completely different angle. Mm. In your opinion, Brooke, um, what makes a patent more valuable than the next? Well, like we were saying there, partially it's about uh,
6: does your patent cover actual technology that's you either you're using or other people want to use? Mm-hmm. So if you have a patent and it's, it's on technology that's either not being utilized by you or by someone else, that's going to be less valuable. Mm-hmm. Uh, the easiest way uh, to to give, put a valuation to pr- put a price on something is if there's an actual marketplace for it. So if you can say, oh, I'm selling these products and I can attribute these sales directly to my patent because mm-hmm. uh, I'm selling and my competitor's not and the reason I'm selling is because I've got a patented feature. That's the easiest way to do it. it makes sense. But there's other times when, um, when someone like the Sharks you talk about mm-hmm. or the investment banker I had on the panel yesterday yeah. will say, oh, that person has uh, patents, and they don't realize how valuable they are. Mm-hmm. So they will sometimes, when that company goes under or it needs financial, you know, it's in financial distress, they'll have an opportunity to buy those up and then apply them to an area that that, that they know has potential value. Wow, that's sneaky.
1: That's is, that
6: is really <laughs> sneaky.
1: So, uh, Brooke, what about dangers? The biggest danger when it comes to patent law?
6: Yeah. So the biggest dangers that uh, a lot of small businesses uh, and and uh, ind- independent inventors don't know is that you can actually bar yourself from getting a patent if you don't act quick enough mm. now with other types of intellectual property like trademarks and copyrights you can uh, you can have your copyrighted material like your website or your book or whatever out for years decades and then protect it then go okay. and file for protection same with your trademark like with my your,
1: coaching program I had five you know five years before yeah. I did mine yeah because because
6: yeah. you, you get common law protection and it actually gets stronger during that period mm-hmm. but with patents when you disclose your idea or you sell it or you offer it for sale, that starts a one-year clock ticking. And at the end of wow. that year, you bar yourself from getting a patent on your own technology.
3: Oh,
2: my
6: god. So, so
1: never. You've, you're just done. N-
6: well, yeah, at least on that version. We have had okay. cases where, where clients have come in and they haven't known that. And we say, well, you know, 1.0 is gone, but what about 2.0? Okay, mm-hmm. so you're, there's you're some still, ways you're around You're still inventing, that. right? They yes. go, oh, yeah, we're still inventing. Yeah. So we can come in and if if the changes that they're making are significant enough, that Mm. they're patentable on their own, then we can come in and help later on. But it's much better in the beginning, and that's why we always try and encourage people, even if you don't know if you have something that's patentable, you know, come to me or someone, other reputable patent attorney will usually, you know, give you a, a free consultation and say, hey, do I have something here that, that you know, I need to worry about that. I should try and protect. So let's say you just have this new and this new idea or this new concept or invention. Mm-hmm. The first thing that people usually want to do is talk about it. They want to tell you know <laughs> an advisor or they want to tell a potential investor. So how how can they protect themselves? So the two main ways people can do that is either by uh, using a non-disclosure agreement or by using a what's called a provisional patent. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of them have limitations, but but they both are far better than nothing. The problems with non-disclosure agreements is that a lot of investors and, and venture capital people just won't sign them. Um, mm. There can also be some issues as to, you know, what's your recourse if someone violates it. Uh, you only have a, a contract recourse, you don't have patent recourse. And then with with a provisional application, that gives you uh, a one-year placeholder during which to go back and, and uh, file a real patent on that. So you can file those usually pretty quickly and, uh, you know, at a fraction of the cost of the actual patent. And then you can have some protection to go and talk to whoever you want to talk about and know that you're not gonna be shooting yourself in the foot. Some dangers there though is you're only protecting what you actually file on. Mm-hmm. So if you file a real short provisional and then go and talk beyond what's covered in there, everything beyond what was covered is, is fair f- game. Fair game for you to yeah. be shooting yourself in the foot again. <laughs> oh, bummer.
1: Wow. Well, Brooke, thank you so much. I wish we had more time with you. You're just you have so much information uh, around this. And I just really appreciate you coming in and sharing with our listeners. It was
2: a pleasure to be here.
6: Thanks for having me back.
2: Sounds good.
1: This is your host, Tina Mitchell.
2: And I am your co host, Keelan Harvey,
1: your local mortgage expert signing off for the day. Enjoy your Saturday. And we look forward to being here next week. Same time, same place right on 1150 AM KKNW.
0: Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, and MLS 7233. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC.